thanks for joining me again. This is Tony with Things to Do in Kentucky Podcast. Look, I haven't been out. I've been doing a lot of stuff, going in, doing these pop-up podcasts, trying to go uh, to different places. Uh, I saw a post come in the other day that reminded me of something that was phenomenal that happened last year. And I was like, I need to go ahead and make sure that I get out there and we get this uh, podcast and we can see if we can get it shot. So I reached out, made a phone call, got lucky. That's what I'm going to call it because ain't nobody answering my calls right off the top. But however, uh, we did get a chance to get out here and we want to talk to you today about something that's huge coming up. So when we talk about things to do in Kentucky, we gotta remember it's about Kentucky. It's about Louisville, it's about the communities, and it's about the stuff we got going on here, right? And this is one of the big things that I, I last year my mind was blown away. And I know you think I'm slow playing you because I ain't told you about it, but I'm gonna let my guest here tell you about it. Hey, y'all, hey, hey, hey. So for those who do not know me, my name is Nadi Merriweather. I am the owner of Soul Olome Collective. A lot of you know me from other things here in Louisville that I've done, but we are the first brick and mortar, black owned metaphysical and spiritual store healing and education center in wow. Kentucky and Southern Indiana. Um, and the event that Tony is talking about is the Olome Fall Festival Vendors Market. Um, we started it last year when we found out from a neighbor um, that has basically lived here. I believe he said he's lived here 72 years. So he was here when they started the St. James Art Festival. Okay. And he was telling me that he felt like local vendors were being shut out that weekend. There's more, almost half a million people that come into this neighborhood. Okay. Half a million people. Um, and in Louisville, Kentucky, we know tourism and events is what helps drives our economy. Right. But we have a lot of small locally owned businesses that are not getting exposure. So I decided in less than 60 days, I was going to put on a festival for vendors. <laughs> and so you happened to see, you came by, you went to the art festival, you came back and was like, yo, we, yeah. you doing this again? And I'm like, I think I am going to do it again. Yes. So yeah. yeah, this year started a little earlier. Um, so like we've got the posters, we've got vendors already signed up. We're actually about to start hitting a lot of the neighborhoods okay. and areas, getting the flyers and posters out. Um, so you saw the poster yesterday yes. and was like, yes, can we interview tomorrow? And I'm like, Sure. <laughs> Not a and, problem. And look, if you're, 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 you're checking this podcast out, you're probably watching it in the things to do in Kentucky group. And you know, as it, stuff gets posted, we got to go through. And so we get a lot of stuff posted and we have to go and make sure that everything is, is what it is, right? Because what we don't want to do is make sure we're posting. We want to make sure we're posting quality stuff for you. Uh, and we want to make sure we're posting genuine stuff for you as well. I don't want you getting scammed on stuff that's being posted. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I saw this post pop up, I was like, hey, I, I specifically know that post. I've been there. So I want, uh, let's get that up, let's get that out now, and then let me go ahead and make some phone calls and see if we can get in. And yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I wanna thank you for being, for, for, for picking up and answering uh, when we reached out, right? Because I think that embodies the thing that we're talking about here as far as community, as far as having stuff for Louisville, mm -hmm. as far as being able to say, hey, this is us and, and, and here we are and we've got a lot to offer. Because listen, Southern Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky has a lot to offer. And if you're already checking this out, you already know we got a lot to offer. And so we just want to make sure that we're sharing that. Mm -hmm. And so now you say there was another festival that's going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So your festival, though, is going to allow us to be able to get 
all of our local people yes. to be able to come in and actually uh, uh, take advantage of this crowd. I mean, because I, I went, like I said, I went to that festival yes. uh, last year, and there was a lot of people there. But then I also saw a lot of people walking down and walking through the neighborhoods, and I'm like. You know, there's another festival going on down the street. Yes. And I had a couple of people I met down here who, who actually had gone down there. I will tell you also, some of the vendors that I met at their festival last year, I've still had uh, 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 working relationships with them. Yes. I'm still seeing them around the city. Yes. Um, I'm getting a chance to work with them. So, but, 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 but for me, my question, though, becomes, what is it that made you want to say, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and do this festival. What was the what was the biggest challenge you faced? Um, so in 2011, I started an entertainment company, and okay. one of the events that I started was the Louisville Black Wall Street Market. So I've always been a history buff. I'm an 80 baby, so I grew right. up hearing the stories about Tulsa and Black Wall Street and the different cities and how those businesses were burned down or, you know, things that happened, right? Right. And nobody really talks about it. But I grew up with this idea of collaboration over competition, a collective uh. community working as a village. So when I moved here, um, you know, sat a few years just trying to figure out who was who, what was what. And I noticed that there were lots of farmers markets in other parts of town, not necessarily downtown, West End, Louisville. Right. Um, and I noticed that I would see going to events, different Black-owned businesses being vendors, but there weren't a lot of brick and mortars. So there wasn't a consistent thing of where you could go and find these owners and businesses. So I decided to start the Louisville Black Wall Street Vendors Market. And okay. we were hosting events um, pretty much almost every month, maybe sometimes twice a month. And we were doing them downtown, Shively, in the West End. Um, so as the years have progressed, um, COVID happened. I think right before COVID, I had our last one. We were in Shively off a of game run. Um, then COVID happened. And so when I opened up this location, um, two years ago, coming from fourth street, I didn't have the space to host on a regular myself. So then, um, again, the gentleman, one of our neighbors, older guy, he was just like, you should get vendors. And I was like. I always got vendors out here on the weekends, like, right. just because I've got the space up front, you know, I allow people to come pop up, do stuff. Right. But he was like, no, that weekend, you need to formalize having vendors. And I was like, and so he told me the backstory of that festival. Wow. And how it started out being local. And then over time, it's just, it's a lot of people who set up, it's over 600 vendors. 95% of them are from out of town. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 95% from out of town? 95% of the vendors who set up at St. James are from out of town. They, okay. You may see some from like Western Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, Southern Kentucky. Okay. You can go through and look at their booths and there's a sign that has their business permits, but it tells you where they're from, right? Um, so then I'm, I'm seeing this like as, as an opportunity. I understand 95% of them are out of town and you know, great, nothing wrong with that. Great, great for you guys doing that. But what this about is, the locals? It's Louisville, and we, we make a way. Right, we make a we, way. We have absolutely fabulous artists who struggle with trying to get into that yes. festival. 
Yeah. You have other handcrafted businesses that are struggling trying to get exposure. So my thing was, I literally am down the street. I could see this festival. People are coming past my store to park, to just tour the neighborhood. Why not give other businesses and artists the opportunity for the exposure? Even if you only sold one thing and got exposure to almost thousands of people, yeah, yeah. why not? Well, I would imagine, though, if they've got that many people from out of town and that fair is big, then that's also meaning that that's going to be bringing people in from out of town. Yes. In which case, I think Louisville needs to be able to capitalize on that, especially with yes. the talent, with the vendors. Yes. Uh, I know I, I had the chance to meet, um, uh, uh, what's the uh, gentleman's name, uh, Brandon, with uh, yes, In Fly We Trust. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean and, and, and what he does with respect to, you know... I, I, I caution to say comic books because they're not comic books. And I digital caution to say art. coloring books because yeah. they're not coloring books. It's digital it's, art. That's it. That's it digital looks art. like us. And um, yeah. it also has messages in it. Yes. Right? And that's the part that I like because, you know, a lot of times you, you, you'll, you'll absorb something by not looking to absorb it. And then you realize, hey, I learned yeah. something here. So I, we actually sell his merch here. Okay. Um, so I was one of the first stores in Louisville that was like, hey, bring me some of those books and postcards. Um, like he tells people his story all the time. He started out with doing postcards, him and his daughter, and then it merged into these comic book, well, coloring books. And I believe he's up to book six now. Yeah. He's now doing canvas art. He's doing merch for his t-shirts and things. But the biggest thing a lot of people don't realize, there's a theme to each of his books. Yes. And so I teach classes and I was like, yo, that's a good shadow workbook or that's a good manifestation workbook. I need those for my students, so like it's part of my required curriculum. So, so, so then, then the question, because just off of something you just said, and I, mm -hmm. and I try to grab it when you say it, because you know, you know I'm old, and sometimes I don't stay on it, right? So, even if they attend the actual fair, there's still opportunity to get exposure and different things by coming down. So, so mm -hmm. if they're if they're thinking, hey, they're going to be a big seller at the fair, or if they're thinking, hey, they're just going to work for exposure. Uh, well, I'm not going to say work for exposure. They think they're going to get exposure. They still have the chance to come and make that relationship, not just with other vendors, but with you, yes. who actually has a storefront, yes. who is actually committing to supporting yes. these actual local artists, businesses, and vendors, and yes. things like so that. So there's about 15% of our product. Um, well, I'm, a, I'm not going to just say 15. There's probably about 25% of our product that we try to source locally. And okay. then outside of that, um, we source small businesses first. I'm big on supporting small businesses and especially black owned businesses first. If I can't find it and I have to outsource it, I will, or else I'm going to make it and do it myself. All right. Um, but typically, um, so for example, we have soaps, um, we have other books from local authors, um, certain products that we get, we'll have and buy from other businesses. I've had other businesses, um, rent out shelf space and put their product in here. So there's those opportunities. And then again, the pop-up shop, having just setting up and being a vendor from spring through fall, there's always those opportunities. So, and cost-effective, because that's another thing we yeah, struggle with. I was going to say- It's cost-effectiveness. That is true because, um, and for those of you who know, um, I own TNG uh, Multimedia and I have to have props. 
And the last time I was down here, there were these rocks that I've been looking for. And if you've seen any of my videos, or if you've seen my product videos, or the little medicine thing, I don't know what it's called, where, where you grind. Water and pestle. There we go. I got it from here. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I got it from here. Those black rocks you keep seeing, those little uh, black and brown rocks, I actually sat through there, looked through them, and I had been going everywhere to try to find it. And what was so good was I was able to get it here. I was able to get the service I needed. I was able to get it at the price I needed. and. It fit the project perfect. Realistically, I've been saying I got to get back over here, and now that I'm over, I'm gonna grab some stuff before I leave today. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so now, people who want to be a part of the actual fair. Okay, so um, we were going to close the vendor signups down by the fifth of this month, September, but I am open to it. I just I wanted to get the posters out. Um, so, like today, we just picked up the posters, so we're gonna sticker and flyer okay. the entire city as much as possible. We have other um, local businesses that are definitely down and love what we're trying to do here. Um, so they're like, hey, bring me some flyers and some posters um, so we can promote this thing. Okay. Um, because there is a big community that believes in each other and yeah. wanting to see each other succeed. Yes. Um, so they can basically contact me um, and I can send them the registration link. Um, my EA basically handles like all of our emails and signing everybody up, making sure they have all the information. But basically, we're charging $75 a day. That's not bad. Not at all. When going to with, other places, $600 a day. And with that in, kind of volume? Minimum. Yes. Well, well, I'm not trying to convince her to charge more, but I'm just a little surprised. No, but yeah, with the volume and just the fact of not only are just being here physically, online, we're pushing each of these businesses. We're going to be tagging the yep. business pages, asking people to follow their social media, to change their algorithm, because that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, that some of us, when we started business early 2000s, it's not the same social media-wise now. So by just the fact of me sharing your post and exposing my demographic to you, now the algorithm is changing. You're being seen by almost half a million people, easy, on wow. social media. And a lot of us don't realize, just by liking, following, and sharing each other, we now not only get ourselves exposure to each other's demographics, but we're growing our demographics together by cross-pollination. Well, so, and I'm going to tell you, she just dropped a jewel that I didn't know about, but I'm definitely <laughs> using. So the liking and the sharing ain't all just about the other individual that you liking and sharing for. From what she's saying, that liking and sharing is about you as well, getting you that exposure to where you need to go, mm -hmm. uh, who you need to be in front of, getting you more exposure. So yes. be out there liking and sharing. Look, start by liking and sharing this video. I had to shamelessly plug that. But Absolutely. Start by liking and sharing this. So so what about, let's say a person saying, hey, I love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, I'm out of town, I'm not gonna be there that day, but I wanna support um, uh, uh, what you're doing. Are, yes. are they able to reach out to you to support yes, what you're absolutely. doing? Yes, absolutely. So we're absolutely are taking sponsors, uh, advertisers, and donations. Um, we also have another thing that's kind of going in conjunction with that. We're trying to start, and it's called the Kentuckiana Hidden Gym Tour. And the concept of that was kind of the same thing of there's businesses that people just don't even know about or they find out and they're going, I, how did, I didn't even know you existed. I run into it every day here. People come in and go, I didn't even know you were here. And I'm going, well, we've been here a while, but okay. <laughs> um, and a lot of times it's because they either saw it somewhere, um, somebody said something, there was a post maybe, or they just 
happened to come across us. And so what I'm trying to do is during the fall season through the holiday season, be able to give brick and mortar and non-brick and mortar businesses exposure to people. So what we're doing is we're trying to create tour stops. And basically when people get the pass, they go and they shop at these restaurants, these stores wow. or anybody and they get these stamps and they collect the prize. But inside that prize bag that they get is now discounts, coupons, gift cards, samples, or items from different businesses and okay. future opportunities to go and shop further with those businesses. Wow. So it's a win-win. And, you know, people holiday shop. And a lot of people are moving back to wanting to shop, as we call them, mom-and-pop shops. Yeah. But yeah. if they don't know you exist. So um, that is another opportunity that I'm creating for uh, businesses that may not physically be able to come and be here uh, specifically through October 5th through the 8th, which is the dates for the Alome Fall Festival. Um, but basically, I think we said it's going to be like a 16-month project that this hidden gym tour people should see the effects of. So listen... I'm not going to say it because she just said it a couple of times for you. The Alome Fall Festival is an opportunity, not just for the festival, but to become partners, increase partnership, network, because this is what I'm hearing from it. Part partners, uh, networking, building uh, through community, through promoting Louisville, through promoting just our whole area, period, right? And having ability to be in different forms of commerce. Yes. So whether it's online, um, pop-up shops, being on in a brick and mortar on the shelves, there's opportunities that a lot of people don't know. Um, and I try to help direct everyone to those opportunities because just because I'm one store, I may turn somebody on and say, hey, you need to contact Summer for a Rainbow Blossom. I've done that before. When she's reached out and said, hey, I want to start getting some black brands in here on my shelves. Perfect. She came, sat down, did an interview with me, and people reached out, and their product are on her shelves still to this day. Oh, wow. You know? So, yeah, there's just always, it's got to be more collaboration for a competition yes. and us collectively working to build our community. That's one thing I always say, and I always tell everybody, anybody who knows me knows, I don't have competitors, I have partners. And if you think that I'm a competitor, we just haven't met yet so that you can see that I'm a partner. I like so that. that being the case, listen, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to wrap it up here because you know we got to keep it short, the attention span of everybody. <laughs> but one last time, we're going to lay everything out, how you can become a part of the festival, uh, how you can take advantage of this partnership, how you can... Um, I, you know what? She says it's so much better than me. So I'm going to turn it back. All right. Up. So the Alome Fall Festival Vendors Market is October 5th through the 8th down here at First of Burnett. If you know where Burger Boy is, if you know where Wipe's Manual High School, we're not even a block away from any of those things. We're in the heart of old Louisville. Um, so October 5th through the 8th, um, we will be open 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. We will have Vendors out front, we do still have space for some food trucks and a few more vendors, so definitely contact me. You can find me on Facebook at Miss Naughty, M-S-N-A-U-D-D-Y, or you can email us at Miss Naughty at SoolomeCollective.com. Um, I'm sure Tony's going to tag me a link, and I'll put stuff in the comments for you guys. Um, and then also for any other opportunities, if you're looking to get merchandise, if you're trying to do wholesale, 
If you're looking for pop-up shops or you're just looking for ways to get your brand out there, definitely connect. Definitely. Definitely. Listen, again, I want to thank you for taking the time, taking no the problem. call, and allowing me to come into your space. Because uh, I'll tell you, literally, some last-minute stuff, and she made it <laughs> She made it work. She made it phenomenally work. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get ready to end it off here. But I will tell you this, uh, one last thing before we go. If you are out there, and if you've got a business, and you've got something to do in Kentucky, and people need to know about it, give me a holler, reach out, tag me. Well, you better like and share first, because if you call me or you send me a DM, I'm going to check and see if you like and share some stuff. Absolutely. But reach out so we can go ahead and we can do uh, what we're doing here, which is getting out, showing people some of the things that are available to do in Kentucky. Uh, and with that being said, I'm gone.